it's Dice down in the cut right now. It's K right here. And we we connecting with Aisha in the building right now. The CEO, the founder of Aisha's Oven, had to get her down for the Dice Down pod. You know what it is. Aisha, tell them a little bit a little bit about what you do, about um, what you've done, the backstory, the journey. Let them know, man. Uh, okay, cool. So uh, Aisha's Oven, or Aisha's Oven LTD, is the my company, my like baking company. And I just bake cakes, sweet treats, any sort of like events and stuff I can um, cater for. Um, and it started, I actually started when I was like six or seven, the baking thing. My mum bakes a lot at home, so like she like bakes breads and like stuff like that and cakes. But it's not like celebration cakes, more like just at home cakes. And then um, there was actually a show that I used to like on TV, I think it was CBBS or CBBC. One of the two, but it was called Big Cook, Little, Big Cook, Little Cook. And I used to like watch that show all the time. <laughs> And they finally had like a dish or like a thing that I could make that I had ingredients for that I didn't have to go out for, which was like these little biscuits. So I tried it out, came out nice. I baked the same biscuit for like four or five years. Then I think I baked my first cake when I was like 10 or 11. And then um, I baked that same cake for like a few years. <laughs> and it wasn't until I was 16 that I tried my first actual celebration cake. And uh, firstly, when I look at the pictures from that compared to what I do now, I can actually see the growth. Like, there's things I was doing, I'm just like, why? But um, yeah, and then I did the, the celebration cakes. When I was in uni, I used to bake, but just for fun. And then one of my friends, he was doing business studies or something to do business in uni. And he basically approached me and was like, listen, Aisha, like, I think you have like an actual thing. Like, I think you need to like start um, charging for it. And um, I listened to him and then I got interested in it. Then we actually made it in the thing, like an official, business um but then like with uni it was just a bit like difficult to kind of keep up with it then uh took a little break came back and i'm just like yeah just been on it now no that's <laughs> sick man congratulations yeah, thank you how long have you been officially running the company for um officially i think um in terms of like when it became like an official thing on company's house i think about three years three four years around the same time that we met yeah. Yeah. Around the, it was for that, wasn't it? Yeah. Something coming in the pipeline soon, man. You're gonna yeah. find out, man. Soon come, man. Soon come. Um, no, that's sick, man. Well done. How have you found the journey of, like of baking. yeah, of baking, of treating other people, catering for other people? Um, it's actually, it's actually been a long um thing for me because. I'm someone who, like, for most of, like, my adult life, I've, like, suffered with, like, mental health, like, struggles. Um, so I've never been, like, actually in a place where I'd be, like, at peace for a long period of time. Um, so I feel like doing, like, having a business and trying to, like, understand your own mental health was just really difficult. That's why, firstly, I took a break during uni because I just couldn't do the whole, like, uni stress and, like, the depression I had within uni was, like just making it difficult to actually even bake cakes. And that's not even talking about your personal life either. Yeah, and yeah. then um, and then um, after uni, um, I went back into it, and then it just became like, I don't know, I think at first like, it used to be like difficult for me to stay on job for a long period of time. I used to like take breaks like every like few months because I just felt like, okay, cool, I've been doing cakes for a while, but I, do, I put too much of my time into it that it becomes like, I kind of like, um, sacrifice the time to put into myself because I'm putting it all into doing cakes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is all right, but it just becomes like, I don't know, I feel like that's one thing that I've always struggled with, like basically just maintaining like the same energy I have for it for the, like for a long period of time. It's always like, okay, cool, I'm super motivated. Then it's like, sometimes I have to like battle between my personal issues and then like having to like um, still be cool with cakes. Yeah, so you um, find it hard to juggle. Yeah, no, it's so hard to juggle. But I feel like now that I'm in like a much better space mentally, like it's actually a lot easier for me to juggle. And I'm aware that okay, you know what? If I do need to take a break, it's actually okay. Like I shouldn't look at it as like an L, because mm. it's actually like okay, everyone needs a little break sometimes. How were you able to develop that mindset? Because it's not the easiest to develop, and uh, I know you've been through it. It's actually I feel like it's actually therapy. Like um, I went to group therapy, and it was like the first group therapy I went to in, in like 2020. I think it was 2020, 2021. Either way, like, um, I did a group therapy, and at first it was, like, super daunting, like, the idea of, like, talking about your issues into a group. 
but luckily like it was a complete opposite experience for me like when I actually went um I just felt like I was around people that can relate to me so then the things that I was talking about didn't really seem like a bad thing like obviously we're all acknowledging it is like negative things that you're going for but it's like you you don't look at it so negatively it's like okay we could all joke about it like you can say that okay you, um i went through a b and c and somebody else is like oh my god yeah me too and you're like oh my god like yeah. and then it just makes it a bit more comfortable and it was from that i feel like personally that it was that specific therapy that helped me like find love for myself and that like changed everything for me i think no that's good have you been able to um take any any lessons from that particular support group um yeah like just thinking positively about things um i definitely used to be somebody who was quite pessimistic so even things like uh, if i bake a cake like my sisters know this like the moment they hear me like um complain that something didn't go right in the kitchen they will just exit the room like <laughs> immediately they don't want to hear it because they know like i'm about to be like oh my god like everything always goes wrong and whatever, <laughs> whatever. so i kept like i used to do that a lot and then um the therapist she basically like used to always like catch me out like i know don't be saying that think of it in this way and then i started applying that in my real life so every time i feel like i'm looking at something a bit negatively i'll just be like hmm before I start like moving or reacting to it, let me think about it first. Is it really that situation the way I'm about to say it, or can it be looked at in a more positive way? So um, from like that, adopting that, I feel like I consciously think about that whenever I make decisions that's and like, whenever mentality. I react to things. I think that's yeah. a sick mentality to keep. Most definitely, <laughs> just taught me a young son. Still, <laughs> no, that's good, man. Well done, well done. Um, what kind of desserts do you do? Um, I do, um, well, obviously, like, the biggest one's celebration cakes. So that one's, like, um, birthday cakes, baby shower cakes. Um, so far, the biggest I've made, on in terms of, like, the celebration, I've made an engagement cake, but I do have my first wedding cake coming up soon, so I'm super excited about that. Listen, so they're going to be there. You're <laughs> going to see them right about, right about there, man, right about there, man. But anyway, go on. So, yeah, now I've got my first wedding cake coming up, um, so I'm excited about that. Um, but I do like um, cheesecakes and stuff. Can I just say that I honestly don't care like what anyone says. I do the best cheesecakes, and that's really it. All right, all right. Yeah. Listen, the Instagram in the description. <laughs> yeah, bookings right now, man. Right now. I got you. Were actually, fall in love. It's mad. But Listen, I was meant to be eating a dessert right about now, <laughs> but. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're, they're still in our yard. No, yeah, okay, man. Next time I'll bring it. So. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you see the exclusivity. Jeez, I made this booking on Monday. Oh God. I right, listen now. Nah. Um, what else you do? Um, yes, I did. Um, desserts like cheesecakes. Um, quite a few d different desserts, like a variety. No, that's. Um, that's but they normally like it will normally be like um people will either order trays or it'll be for like venues. Um, no event, sorry. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I do like biscuits and like sugar cookies and stuff. I do brownies, and there's quite there's a few things that I'm actually gonna put into the new menu, but I'm not gonna speak on that just yet because I do have a tasting event. So once I do that, then I'll add it to the list. Right, listen, let us know, man. We're there. We're there. Of course, of course. Lovely, lovely. <laughs> now that's sick, man. Um, what would you say is your biggest accomplishment? Um, whether it's a client, whether it's a turning point, whether it's a success story, I think whether it's, it's a cake or some sort of design that you've done, could be anything. Um, I feel like, I think it will be, it will actually, it might not be that big of a thing, but I feel like it's the fact that I'm still running the business for me. Um, because firstly, it's been me by myself for like the past few years. So it's like, um, I literally do everything by myself from getting the ingredients, baking the cakes, delivering the cakes. Obviously like I get help with deliveries, but aside from that, it's literally me doing everything. So I feel like the fact that I'm still here and able to like still navigate myself and go like considering the things that I've been through in my personal life, for me to have gone through that and still be here running the cake business and still be motivated for it to me that's a huge thing because not many again, people man. can actually say that they've done that and not many people can say that like oh it's so easy for someone to like to start something 
And even me, I'm someone who does it. Like, I start something, and then when I start losing motivation or when I start, like, getting annoyed or frustrated, I just drop it. But I just stop. And I feel like it, there's so many opportunities where I, would, where I could have just stopped. So, like, I've even sat there, like, okay, is Kate's really for me? Like, do I really want to go through this right now? But I've stuck to it, and it's helped me. Like, I've had clients such as... Um, um, Tion Wayne, he wanted mm. a cake for me. Jeez! And that was so random as well. Like, I've got, I started, I almost screamed in the station because I got so excited. But what direct message from him, yeah? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, he, I mean, he wasn't. He asked through um, his friend who was my PT mm-hmm. at the time. So. Okay. But then still, the fact that he ordered a cake was like a big deal. Oh, and then um, I've done a few like comedians, um, comedians, sorry. Um, Any names for us? Um, I've done like. Um, um, what's his name? Yom's TV. Yeah, 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 I've yeah. I've done yeah, yeah. him, but that was like a while ago. Um, but I'm not gonna lie to you. I can't say that celebrities or sli- not celeb well, influencers are my favorite clients. I actually prefer like the regular people. I can imagine. So <laughs> I can imagine there's some yeah. demands that you can't. You can't. It's not even that. I just feel like um, obviously to them it's just like you know just take pulling out money to order something. Mm. Whereas for me it's like I'm gonna need you to let me know what you want so I can actually do it in time. And get the things in time, and I feel like, um, for like the influencers and like um, even Insta girls, for those kind of customers, it's like they don't really, they don't even answer like the questions, like okay, what flavor do you want? It'll be like three days long to like get a reply from that, and I just would rather like yeah. I like customers who just come like, okay, you know what, this is what I want, or even if they don't know, if I ask them like, okay, cool, what flavor do you want or what size do you want? They, they can get back to me and it's just like convenient for me to work and do my thing no i hear it man so yeah oh that's it <laughs> and um what would you say is one one downside you've had to that to aisha's oven or one one thing that's maybe kept you down or had you lacking motivation um it's really like um, physically exhausting to bake cakes, um, especially in the heat, man. Yeah, especially <laughs> in the heat. But it, it takes like it takes a lot of hours to actually do it, and it's like a lot of standing up and a lot of like moving around and like carrying things, and even things as simple as like um, buying shopping, like mm-hmm. the, the ingredients. They're actually really heavy, like, and it, it might not seem like a big thing, but I actually like the amount of like shopping that I've had to carry. It's just like too much. Like I'll get home and it's just like I'm already fatigued just from yeah, that. Yeah, it's all by um, yourself. But also just the I think in terms of losing motivation, I think it's like things such as um I know one thing that I struggle with is posting on Instagram. Um I take loads of pictures, I film like the I record the like designing and the creating of the cake and stuff. But to actually edit it and then like post it, for me it's just like I don't know, it's just like a thing that I'm just not as motivated for. Like, I feel like I'm more motivated to make the cake than to edit the pictures. But obviously, it's something that you just have to do. Yeah. Um, and then when I feel like, if I've noticed that a cake will haven't like posted in like a few days, I'll be like, oh, people, people probably think I'm unserious now. And then I'll be so, I'll be like, have a moment where I'm just annoyed at that. Yeah. And in that moment, I'm not even being productive and editing something. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So well, at least, you, at least you are dedicated to the creative side. I mean, a lot yeah. of people can't say that. A lot of people can't maintain what you've done yeah. for how long you've done it. No, definitely. And yeah, man, I think yeah, just big up yourself, man. One time, Thank I you, think man. I think that's a massive, massive accomplishment. And I feel like um, all the lessons you've learned have helped you become who you are today. And I mean, the Instagram, you're still doing well without it. So imagine when you yeah. imagine when you're active, man. All right, so we were talking earlier about your reignited interest in theatre. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about that? Um, yeah, so I turned 26 a few days ago. Cheers. And <laughs> And um, one of my friends basically took me to go and see Mary Poppins in theatre. And I haven't actually been theatre since I was, like, in secondary school or something. But it literally, like, I don't know, it just... My whole perspective on theatre had just completely changed in that one show because um, I've watched stuff like um, oh, just other shows where like kids are like auditioning for theatre productions and stuff and like there's like a makeup show on BBC where like they um, people basically do makeup for people but there's an episode like where it's for theatre for like actresses and stuff in theatre 
And I've seen all of that backstage stuff, which was cool. But then to actually see the production in a theatre, in like a proper theatre, and it's like, oh my God, like, I'm actually deep in that one. All these actors and actresses cannot make a mistake. Like, they literally don't have the opportunity to just redo it if they, like, if they have a hiccup. Two, it's like, okay, somebody's actually just changing the outfits quick. Like, they don't even have the time to, like... I don't know, it was just shocking for me. Like, I couldn't get over it. Like, the fact that I was looking for mistakes... <laughs> didn't find any it was just so smooth it was just like i don't it was literally a work of art i was actually so like shocked no that's sick um when you first got into theater what was it what were the main things that kind of attracted you to it um i wouldn't say i've gotten into theater yet but i would say that it definitely like i'm getting into it like from then i would definitely go and see other productions like I'm is there any in mind that you want to go and have a look at i think lion king would be amazing in theater I've never watched it. I've heard so many good things as well. But just from that, I can tell, like, production-wise, it will be amazing. And yeah. even Life of Pi. Do you know what? I've got to give a shout-out to Matilda, too. Because one of, one of two of my kids that I'm working with are currently in the theatre. One is in Matilda, and one is in Lion King. Really? So, yeah, they're doing really oh well. God. And they're both, I think one's 10 and one's 11. Oh so they're yeah, they're doing really well, man. And I was thinking that as well because um, obviously in Mary Poppins, you know how they have like the two ki- the two main character kids as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they it must be like a huge deal for them. Like they got the part like of the boy and the girl, and it's like that's obviously like a part that kids would cry over massive, and dream massive. over. And for them, it's just like yeah, I, I do this. Like <laughs> no, honestly, honestly. Um. So, what? <laughs> no, because no, obviously fit is my thing, innit? So, when she's speaking, I'm just listening, like, I know, I know what you're doing. <laughs> no, but then no. when he's like, oh, um, do you want to go see Lion King? I just saw it, like, for the first is time. It? It's proper. Come on, June in, June in, June in. Drop in. Um, <laughs> no, like, just uh, like in terms of, like, behind the scenes and stuff like that. But, like, I don't want to spoil it for you. I'm not going to spoil it for yeah. you. But have you seen, like, the trailers for, like, um, like um, Life of Pi? Like, how they do it? I've watched the movie of Life of Pi. Oh, okay, have you seen... Because the trailer for, like, the show... Yeah. They do a lot of, like, behind-the-scenes showing of... Oh, no, I haven't. You need to go and see, like, how they bring the characters to life. Like, I think Life of Pi is probably going to be the next one that I go and see. Yeah. But it's extraordinary because it's, like... Obviously, it's mainly animal. Like, it's mm-hmm. Life of Pi has got a lot of animals. It's got the orangutan, it's got the zebra. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's, mm-hmm. like... With the tiger itself, you feel it's real, the way they do the movement and stuff. It's even, like, Lion King... The movement for okay, we've all seen. Have you seen Lion King, yeah, the yeah. animated version? Yeah. yeah. Mm. So like, the hyena dance and all of that. Like, you're thinking, is this gonna give what it's supposed to give? It's going to give. It's going <gasps> to give. It? It's going to give. I say, if you can bring binoculars, you can rent yeah. them there for a pound. Okay. Like, it depends where you see. If you if you're sitting, cause the the tickets they're, mm-hmm. they're pricey still. But yeah. depending on where you're sitting, if you're sitting in the back. Mm-hmm have binoculars because it, it zooms into what you want to see instead of seeing the whole thing and you see yeah. like the details within it so yeah definitely worth going seeing yeah definitely. they're the two that are like top of my list at the moment for theater productions i would see mary poppins again i actually want to take my mom to go and see it now now that i've watched it i'm gonna yeah make a trip out of it so you see when you're saying you're into theater is it is it theater itself you're into like watching like a thespian or is it like getting involved like you want to become an actor no, like, I, w- I wouldn't say I want to become an actor. I think it was, um, I just had an appreciate, well, I I was more interested in the back, behind the scenes stuff at first. So, like, I watched the shows about what happened behind the scenes. But then it's like, I knew, I knew what, uh, okay, I kind of knew the production would be good, mm. but I never really paid attention to it. To me, it was just, like, something that we used to do in secondary school that never really, like, found an interest in it. But then coming, like, and watching this now, it's like, suddenly like i have like a just a big appreciation for the fact that it takes a lot of work Mm. to make this like what it is and for us it might just be a few hours worth of watching something but they literally put in so much work and that's the people that you see on the stage and off the stage like Mm. to think that someone's controlling the light in that moment like they have to be at a specific time in a specific place the sounding like we had like a live orchestra on the one that i went to and to think that like they had to know like exactly what second, what sound, what time to do, what sound, what instruments play, and no one can really mess it up. They don't have the chance to like, okay, cool, wait, I did it wrong, let's just do it again. Like that's not even happening. Mm. So I don't know. I just think I have like a, just a new appreciation for the work that gets put into making 
like Lion King has a live yeah. orchestra as well. Do you feel this is the thing? Do you feel you have more of appreciation for it because you bake? Um, I think that can play a part into it, you know. In terms of like attention to detail, yeah. timing, how things can't like like you were saying, like they can't get it wrong. Yeah. And you see how you like you're saying your sisters run out of the room and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> do you find this it might be like the detail because baking is basically an art form itself. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So do you feel maybe that's the two? No, I think it does, because even when it comes to baking, I actually have this thing where, like, I actually don't eat my own cakes. And um, some people find it weird, like, oh, is it because there's something wrong with it? Like, it's not even that. It's just that if I bake a cake, I mean, I'll eat it if I bake it for myself. But if I was to, like, bake you a cake um, and I was to be at the event that the cake's being eaten, I wouldn't eat it. Because if I'm eating it, all I'm tasting is, like, oh, does it have enough sugar? Did I put enough flour in it? So because I don't enjoy it, like, I just don't eat it. And then I start overthinking it. Then I'm like, oh, no, this cake just isn't what it could have been, whatever. So, like, I don't, I don't do that. But I feel like um, in relation to the theatre stuff, I think, yeah, because I do pay attention to little things. Like, like I was saying, I was even looking out for mistakes just so I can see, like, mm-hmm. oh, it's got to be, like, not perfect somewhere. But no, like, I think it's, yeah, the fact that... I guess it made me, like, look at... Or when I think of it, when I think of it in terms of my cakes, I guess it can be, like, okay, cool, like, even if I feel like I might have made a mistake somebody else may not notice it because it may not actually be that big of a deal. It just might be like I'm being a perfectionist or something. Mm. But I think the I think it definitely helps the fact that I'm aware of like the amount of work that gets put into something that maybe doesn't necessarily reflect how much work gets put into it. Mm. See how you say yeah, you don't try your own cakes. Yeah. How do you know your cakes already? Unless you just got it like that. I just got it like that. Yeah no I think um just over time like I just learned what? I, at one point, I didn't even use measuring cups. I just mm. knew what, like, 600 grams of flour looked like. I just knew what, like, yeah. Nah, she Levels. Nah, she turned so into her mum. She turned into her mum. You know, mum, that you just know. Auntie, auntie. I'm so dead. <laughs> oh, my days. Nah, listen. Shout um, out, please, man, for the questions there. I just wanted to ask you something on top of that. Um, So, it sounds like you're borderline a perfectionist i would say so yeah so if you don't mind me asking with the mental health struggles and juggling a business and when you were operating a business through it how were you juggling both of them how did you find it because i'm guessing your expectations were high mm-hmm. i know you away from this so i know <laughs> i know the quality levels are yeah. serious so when maybe you weren't performing to the best of your ability, how were you able to push yourself to get out of that or keep yourself motivated to keep going? Okay, cool. So there's a lot of behind the scenes, like panic attacks and like just a lot of like having moments. But um, I don't know. That was really hard for me to like deal with because um, I can't help but um, focus on little things. Even stuff like, something as small as, like, I remember it was my friend's birthday. I'm not even a celebrant, but I was just having, like, a whole, like, it was just, like, a very terrible moment because I couldn't find my nail polish. So I couldn't, like, paint my toes. And it was, like, it doesn't even matter whether my toes are painted or not. Like, no one would even notice. But it was, like, a huge thing for me. And in that moment, I just felt, like, oh, my God. Like, I just felt so bad about myself. And with, like, me having anxiety as well, um, I can't help but pay attention to, like, little things. And that makes it very difficult to overcome certain things because it's like, on one hand, you're being taught to not pay attention to little things because it's like, they just don't matter. But on the other hand, it's like, you're so aware that you're ignoring this thing. And it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, cool, I'm not paying attention to it. I'm not paying attention to it. Okay, I'm not paying attention to it, but it's just there. And it's like, at one point, you're going to have to like, go back into it. So I feel like that made it difficult to like, um, pattern my mental health. Um, And then then in regards to like baking, I guess I started to notice like when my mental health would affect my baking. Like I'm someone who like for myself, I can't speak for other bakers, but if I'm not in the right like headspace, I can tell that from the way I bake. And if I'm in a really good one, I can tell like it's been a really good cake day kind of thing. And um so whenever like I go whenever like I have an order, especially like a big one, um, or like multiple a busy cake day, I literally would um, not even answer my phone messages because I don't want no one to ruin my day. Like, if someone puts me in a bad mood, I know it's just, like, going to go downhill from there. Mm. So I feel like, um, I guess, being able to, like, separate personal life from cake life 
has helped me like have a better organization or better management for both find balance. Like, the, huh? helps you to find balance yeah because it's like okay cool my personal life can't affect my cakes Last question cool, say so yeah. question question shout out lk in the building come on, come on. <laughs> um so basically with the cakes mm-hmm. do you think like it helps you calm down like sometimes yeah literally yeah i do um like i said i have anxiety in it so my mm. mind my mind's like on 100 all the time but when I bake, I've noticed that like, okay, this is really what I want to do. Like, I, I would love to make this like my main source of income in the future. So it's like, I really get in like a particular zone almost. So like, okay, cool, I'll bang out the cakes. And then um, I'll have like a break when I'm waiting for it to cool and I can just do my own personal thing. And then it, later on, it's like, okay, cool, back to doing cakes. And it's like, I'm proper in my zone. Like I could take hours and it just doesn't feel like hours to me, but I'm just calm. I'm just watching like my show, but baking cakes. And that's why I like the whole recording thing, because it's like, I don't even have the urge to check my messages because I'm using my phone to record. So it's like, I'm just recording what I'm doing. And then later on, when I watch it back, it's like, oh my God, you know what? That was actually a really cool bait. Like I'm just flicking through the video. Videos, and, like, and I'm like, yeah, that was so cool, and it was very pretty. Like, it really does like calm me down. In that moment, I'm like at peace, like very much calm. It's difficult to annoy me, like, yeah. Also, has there ever been a time you've been annoyed, and then you've baked the cake, and then it's been like, yeah, I'm calm. Um, yeah. There's been time where like um I'll get into arguments or like just things in my personal life that bothers me, and then um I have a cake order, and um I literally actually just have to pause for a minute. And then be like, okay, cool. Because I, I don't want to go into baking while being like fresh, yeah. freshly annoyed. So I'll kind of like take some time and then I'll be like, you know what, actually, somebody actually ordered a cake. Like they paid me to do something. I have a service to provide. So I remember that and then it becomes like professionalism comes super quick. Okay. And then it's like, okay, cool. You actually have this cake to make by this time to do it now. And then I just get into it. And then because I'm so like distracted, I'm so focused on doing the cakes and it's something that I'm actually enjoying doing. Um, I kind of almost forget what's going on. I might readdress it later on, but I mean, like, in that moment, it's just like, I'm just not even annoyed at it anymore. You're just in the zone all the time with yeah. just baking cake. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Oh, that's sick, man. <laughs> that's sick. Cook that shit with love, man. <laughs> exactly. Come no, on, for man. real. And I feel like if you do, you actually, you can taste. That you can taste the love. Nah, no, man, it. 100%. Whenever I cook good music, I play, listen, <laughs> reggae, bashment, dance hall. Yeah, good vibes. Yeah, you be you be laughing when you taking down my. I listen, serious man. Hey, big thing. Cook to Nando's music. No lie. Cook to Nando's Bro, music. Nando's I got the playlist music. for you if you want it. Man, are doing salsa in the toilet. Cook to Nando's music, bro. You be chopping onions and peppers like you ever chopped them in your life. Yeah, man. Nando's music hits. Different <laughs> and it's and it's and it's timing is impeccable. Like you'll be dropping something in the pot and the music will just and stop. Drop beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beat, drop, beat, drop, drop, beat, drop. Yeah. Yo, trust me. Trust I know, me. That's cool. Do you do any other cooking apart from baking? Um, I mean, I cook a lot, yeah, but I don't do it for like as a business. But okay. I do cook a lot. Um, yeah, a lot. So you see that that dessert you left me. What am yeah. I getting in compensation? Like, because now we have got to do a three course meal. Okay, cool. Right, well, <laughs> 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 quickly, you let bro. me know what you want. Like that? Yeah. I genuinely feel like, yeah, one thing about me is like, um, I feel like no one can really humble me in this particular aspect because I feel like I genuinely am yet to find something that I can't do. Mm, and if I can't value, do man. it, mm-hmm. I will actually go out of my way until I can do it. Like a lot of cake orders, people don't know this, but they'll bring me a cake and I have no idea how to make that cake. Like I just don't know. But I'm just like, yeah, like I can do it. And then I'll literally figure it out and then do it. And then from there, it's like, you know what? I know how to do it. And then I'm just like, yeah, okay, cool guys. Do you want this type of cake? Like the money cake. I had no idea how people get the money inside the cake then, but I just took the order. I was like, yeah, cause I just wanted to take it. And then, um, yeah, I just figured it out. And since then I've sold quite a few money cakes. So, yeah. I was going to ask you how do you do it. I think I know how you do, they do it, but I think- It's I that roll, in it? I'm sure it's that roll. I thought, do you have to drill a hole into the cake? No. You don't? Bruh, boy. I mean, you do cut a bit of the cake out, Yeah. but you don't drill it, you, you cut it, it's like, the, it's the inside of the cake that's cut. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. like in the, like you see, like the cakes that have like the smarties and stuff on the yeah, inside. Yeah. Is it once they because the cake's got a form? Yeah. Like, is it like you take a bit out before you layer it? 
yeah and then pour it on the inside well yeah but then with spr- with like the ones with like sprinkles and sweets coming out of it that's literally just a hole like a well in the cake and then the sprinkles are in it mm. but with money you actually have to firstly like package the each note um and then you have to like make the roll i mean i don't know if you can buy the roll if you, if you I think can, you can. Yeah, I you can. have no idea. This is me learning that now. Wait, the one where they so pull I it out? Wait, yeah, yeah. So wait, you were doing it without the roll? No, I was making my own. Jeez. Yeah, like, I didn't know that. Is that how... oven set good. I listen. I, in the description, <laughs> man, go make your order, man. <laughs> You're missing out, man. I used to make it, and then um, and then you put the roll in the cake, and then you have to like make a slit so that the, the money can come out of it. But you don't want to make it too big, otherwise the whole roll will come out. Mm. So it's a bit like, it's a bit technical, but it gets done before you ice the cake. Like it's all done before you ice it. Boy. Yeah. yeah so. In terms of what I've, just from listening, in terms of it seems you have a thing for like completion. Yeah. Um, and, I, and it seems like we've also seen like how baking has become therapeutic for you as well. Yeah. What would you advise for other people in regards that like suffer with mental health, like in terms of outlet? Um, I would say that like the be- I think like um, first and foremost, I really do feel like if you find something that that is therapeutic to you, regardless if it's something that you, if you can do with people that you're like your friends and stuff. Like I can't bake with my friends; none of my friends can bake, but I'm more than happy to like spend my days baking if that's like my happy place. So I feel like if you struggle with mental health and you find there's something that you have that's like a positive, it gives you a positive feeling. It doesn't have to be baking. It can literally be like going out for a walk or it could just be like taking part in the sport or watching the sport or I don't know. It can literally be anything. I think it's important to like actually spend time on just doing something that you like and like investing that time in yourself because it's not, you're not wasting your time doing something that's like unproductive. It's like everyone deserves something that they actually enjoy. So I feel like if you find something that you do find peace in, then by all means, treat yourself. Because if you're not going to do it for yourself, then who is? Mm. Kind of thing. Preach that. Yeah. Preach that. One more question regarding mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm asking this from a personal point of view. How do you, how do you keep yourself motivated independently, working by yourself nine times out of ten, um, having to motivate yourself to maintain your routine, to maintain work, to not take a day off, to mm-hmm. not have to rest, knowing how hard you work <laughs> with the company and without? How do you, how do you, yeah, how do you maintain that, that attitude and that um. mentality? I think one thing for me is that pretty a lot of like pretty much my whole life like not to take away from my family's what they've done for me but pretty much my whole life I've done things for myself so when it comes to like whenever I feel demotivated to like bake there are days where I'm just like you know what I just really don't want to bake but at the same time I don't have someone that I can fall back on to be like you know what I can't do it today can you do it for me if I don't do it, it's just not going to get done and if, like, if I don't get it done, then it's like an L for me because now I have to refund the customer or whatever it may be. And I don't really like doing that. So um, if the first thing that motivates me is definitely the fact that I don't even really have the option to like fail. Because <laughs> if I do, then it's like, I don't know, you're just going to get techie from there. Um, two, I think it's the fact that like, I really do want, I really do like want Aisha's oven to like make it like, I really have like these big pictures and big plans. And the only way I'm going to get there is if I put in the work, like if I don't do it, I'm just not going to get there. And the fact that I'm 26 now, is just like 30 is running to me and I don't have the time. So it's like, I don't have the time to like play around with it now. Like maybe I used to when I was 18 or something, I could sacrifice not baking for a while because it's like, oh, well. But if I do that now, it's like, okay, I'm going to have to now regain customers' interest. I'm going to have to, like, do a bit more to, like, put people on. But like, I think I prefer just maintaining a certain level of work that I'm putting out and then just going better from there as opposed to, like, going downhill. So I think the fact that I actually want to get someone, I have plans in place, motivates me to get there because, yeah, first and foremost, this this life is really expensive, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, that life is really expensive. Like, if I don't work and I don't make it, it's actually going to be tough. So... I just need to... <laughs> COVID tax inflation. They're coming for us, man. They're coming <laughs> for us, man. No, thank you. Um, I wanted to ask... I haven't even been able to ask you this, so this is going to be an insight for me. Okay. So you've made a transition from medicine 
education, hospital, school, into tech. Yeah. Tell me about that, man. What motivated um, it, first of all? Then what are you doing? How are you finding it? Okay, cool. So, um, so after uni, I've worked in like, hospitals and in secondary schools. What did you study in uni, first of uh, all? Medical science. Okay. Um, so the plan was to do... Me- okay, the plan initially was to go uni, do medical science, do postgrad medicine when I leave, and then become a doctor. And then I don't know what I was going to do from there. But either way, the, uh, the aim was doctor. And then um, I got into uni. I realised that maybe, like... I didn't quite enjoy the studying part of it. Like, obviously, like, I still finished my degree and stuff, but, like, it wasn't an enjoyable experience for me. So I didn't want to go into do postgrad medicine. So I went to work in schools instead. Um, and then after schools, I got into hospitals because I felt like, okay, let me actually use my degree. So I got into hospitals. The first day of working in the hospital, um, someone on my ward had died. And I was given the responsibility to, like, bag them and clean them and stuff and for me it was just like i don't know it was just a a very mad experience because it's like it's not even 11 a.m yet um and this is just a lot already so when did they die when did you have to do that and that so as in what time they died not not at what time they died so obviously they died yeah. you said you just go clear them was that that couple weeks couple oh no 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 so i come into work at 7 30 yeah um the person had died around 9 9 a.m 10 a.m and then um literally within an hour the family had gone to visit the body they had like um obviously been told that you know your family's died so they go they have like their moment with like the body and then after that it's like then we have to do it so all within the space of like two hours after passing then it was like yeah and so, and this all took place on your first day. Yeah, literally first day. Like, and the thing is, I had just given him like, I just handed like it was just the breakfast thing that had just like happened. So I just saw him, and it's like I knew that there was something there because I can see like people just going around the, like his ward, like his room, sorry. And um, but I didn't really think much of it. And then, um, yeah, we got told that he had passed away, and then like it was like okay, that that already was like a big deal. And then the fact that I was then told like oh yeah, by the way you're going to need to go and like help bag the body and clean it. And I was like, oh my God, like I've, I've never even seen a dead body prior to this. Mm. Like it, it was so shocking. Like, um, yeah. So after that, I think it like, for me, it, I thought, okay, I took a, a break and went to the toilet cause I thought I was going to like cry, but I got there and I just sat there and it genuinely like didn't, didn't bother me not bother me but it didn't affect me the way that i thought it would mm. so it was from then that i was like hmm, i don't know if medicine's really like what i'm into because maybe like i'm looking at it too educationally in the sense of like it just happened that i now like when something like this happened that should be like a super mad experience you don't have empathy yeah for i just don't like i can see it as obviously like i appreciate it as like this is a crazy like upsetting thing that's happened but it's like, oh yeah, but it's life, or it's just part of your job kind of thing. So from there, it was like, I didn't really, I don't know if I enjoyed working in a hospital. So I went back to schools. After schools, I had, a, I love schools. I'm not gonna lie. Absolutely what were you working in? It. I was working as an LSI. Um, so learning support, um, no, LSA, sorry. LSA. <laughs> learning support <laughs> LSI. <laughs> um, as a learning support assistant so it'll be like um, the te- basically we work with and have, have interventions with like autistic kids or like people learn disabilities or behavioural issues stuff like that um, and honestly my favourite job today I've been a job hopper but that's my favourite job today it was an extremely rewarding job for me like and it's a, do you know like it's for me it was when the kids come to you and they're like oh you know what Miss Aisha like you're one of the best teachers we have like you actually care like I'd go out of my way to like um, obviously schools don't really provide too much resources so I'd go out of my own way to like make I know that um, I had a year 11 class at the time who were doing GCSEs so I made that like the whole table were all like the naughty kids so I made them like um, this little thing with like math formulas. So I gave it to them and they were like, oh my God, like you actually care if we pass. And it was like a big thing to them. So from there, I felt like really like emotionally like invested into this like career, which is like, oh my God, like if I can help these kids, then it's like a really good thing for me. I can def- then, definitely double down on that. Yeah, yeah I have a question. Yeah. So you see how your teacher here? Yeah. In the staff room, 
Yeah. Did it have like a list of who do you think was gonna make it and who do you think he wasn't? Are you cool? <laughs> I just want to ask. Here, <laughs> app- apparently, some schools actually have that. Like, who's gonna make I've it? I've been to a few. So I've worked mm. in a few schools and I ain't seen that. Yeah. You ain't seen that yet. I ain't seen that yet. No. Yeah. It might I'm be private. Com- it'd be private conversations. Maybe yeah. you might have conversations between like staff, but yeah. you, it wouldn't be like displayed. Yeah. Uh, the thing I saw in it. The thing no. I saw. I think. I think it was on TikTok or we're having a conversation. Was it in America? Maybe it might have been America. Yeah, that place is different, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 UK has it as well. UK has it? Certain schools. Like, who would actually make it and who would actually just... But what do you mean make it, though? Like, like so make it as someone. Yeah. So, certain schools have, like, a gifted and talented program and stuff like that. So, like, I remember in my school, there was, like, a, on a wall, there was, like, a, the year group. They had, like, all the pupils in the year group lined up. But then there's also, like, certain schools, like, it's been reported that, like, there might be, like, the bad kids or like the the children, not even bad kids, but what's it called? Not the unteachables or so. But what would you say? Like children with learning disabilities mm. or that end up in isolation. So it's just it's just troublesome. It's just troublesome to teach them. They might be on a wall. So for instance, like for supply teachers and stuff, mm-hmm. it's easier for them to know okay. this student if they're gonna play up. This is this is in this year group. So the faces are known. I'm all right. No. So it, all right. In that context, um, every school I've worked at has had like. They have like a behavior chart and they'll have a picture of the child. Yeah. So, yeah, we've done so that before. When we've had supply there's teachers, there is a mugshot yeah. of certain children. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've, done, I've not seen pictures of them, but there we are aware of like the names. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a Because even when you went for me, like there's certain schools I've joined and I've not even met the child yet. And it's like, oh, by the way, this is <laughs> one of those difficult kids. And then I met them. Like, there's one in particular. He was in. It was even a really young one. It was. He, it was a reception class. And before I'd met this boy, like I was already told, like, there's no chance. You're no, deep it, deep it, deep it. The stere- like there's a, there's already a stereotype for this child. Like, there's already a listing of this child. Yeah, he's in reception. Yeah, no, literally <laughs> everyone had literally the kids in reception. No, yeah. do you know what? I had the worst experience. So imagine my first day working in the SEN. Yeah, walked into the school, and they told me about this kid. In briefing, yeah. So haven't met the kids. The kids are still outside, yeah. They told me about this kid in briefing. They said I basically got a one to one. This kid, if he's bad, beha- if his behavior is bad, I got a one to one him, yeah. So, um, yeah, this was I think not, most of the kids in this school were autistic. So, yeah, when they started getting violent, there was a room for them to calm down in. Yeah. The boy that I was working with went there about six times, probably twice in the first 20 minutes. Now, the highlight of my day... Wait, wait, you're saying six times a day? Six times in that first, in my first day, that I took him there. (laughs) Cool. The highlight of my day, this is before lunch, yeah. He just, he punched me in my private area. Listen, I walked into the staff room and I promise you, I said I'm not coming back here. By the end of the week, I was his favourite teacher and I stayed there for a year and a half. <laughs> Love working with kids, man. No, fact. We had a kid as well, actually, who, um, when I started um, in the school, I was warned about him. He hadn't even joined us. He, he was out on, he had been excluded. Um, so I didn't see him for like two weeks. But I, every day, like, I was told, like, oh, this kid is a bad kid. Like, is he here yet? No, he's not here. You've not met him. Like, and I used to be, I used to, like, prepare myself. Like, oh, my God, like, when this kid comes, like, I'm going to, like, have a handful um, he really wasn't even that deep. I think it was just the fact that they just didn't really want to address, like... They didn't, know to ha- they didn't know what to do with him. Because he wasn't a bad kid. It was just that he had frustrations based on things that he was going through. So I feel like it was more like he didn't know how to, like, express himself. Mm. But I feel like you already, like, naming or putting that label on him that he's a bad kid. He probably already has, has that in his mind because there's no way that he wouldn't have heard that. Kids, like, hear a lot of things, like, they learn a lot of things. So, like, he'd be aware that, okay, cool, you know what? Everyone thinks I'm that bad kid. Like, I'm just going to move mad anyway because they expect this from me anyway. Do you know what? Yeah. I want to double up on that because that is half of the reason. Like, you look at all the bad breed kids, yeah? Half of them act bad because of that. Mm -hmm. Because I've noticed, like, there's so many kids that I've worked with. I've worked in foster homes, semi-independents, schools, youth clubs managing one right now and i noticed that when you interact with kids differently to how they're used to being handled you see a totally different side of them it's almost like like let's say i go to one country let's say i go to australia yeah 
everyone's looking at me because I'm black. Yeah. So I'm going to automatically draw to the one person who's not surprised that I'm black. Do you get what I'm saying? It's the same thing with kids. Like, oh, you actually care for me? Oh, you actually want to know about me? Because every other teacher is fed up with me and fed up with my behaviour and they've known me for two, three, four years and they know what I'm about. But that fresh teacher comes in, like yourself, and will have a totally different energy because you are not letting what you don't know affect yeah. how you treat him. You're treating him off of your interactions with him. And I feel like that's what a lot of kids struggle well no, not even a lot of kids a lot of teachers struggle with yeah no even in the secondary school that i was the most recent one that i worked at um there was like certain kids where they would were already labeled as like you know i think people just didn't put in much effort with them because it was like okay they're in year 11 and they're already like they're not they just have no faith in them making it's too late like yeah, yeah. So we, we were even told like sometimes we just get told like oh by the way he's a bad kid but just as long as like he writes the date down it's calm in it, like. Yeah, like just like. I've heard that one. So there to manage and improve. I think that's what some people um, take the job thinking. Yeah, or I feel like I feel like schools already just assume. Okay, I feel like with LSAs, there's like a. I mean, I don't know what it's like for you, but I feel like in the schools that I worked in, there's some sort of culture where it's like they look at LSAs as, oh, all the kids that we don't want to deal with, we're just going to give them to you. So you lot do whatever you lot need to do, so long as they just don't disrupt my class. Mm. And while that's okay, it's like they don't put in that effort with those kids now. So there's certain kids where like, there's one year 11 kid, the one that I told you about with the I made the little cards for. So when he went in, he was failing and he was already in year 11. Like, I think it was like two months towards like his GCSEs. And I went in and I was like, no, you have to like pattern up like, you know, your exams are soon, whatever, whatever. And I feel like obviously, cause he thought he would look at me like, um, Obviously, like, I'm not as old as other teachers in it, so it's, like, there's that sense of, like... You're still young, you kind of relate to me. Yeah, so, like, he'll be comfortable talking to me about things, and then, like, obviously, he's realising, like, okay, cool, I'm not just there just to, like... I mean, I can help you in it, like, I'm I'm not just here just to be in your class and watch over what you're doing. And he actually passed his maths exam. So th- that, to me, was, like, it didn't even take long. You just needed to... Ha- just needed someone to have faith yeah. in him mm. and to actually help him get it. Then he passed it. And I remember, like, he told me, he was like, oh, Miss Aisha, like, I can't believe I passed it. Like, all the teachers thought I was going to fail. And I'm just there, like, oh, my God. Like, I was even feeling emotional. Like, I was like, oh. it doesn't even take that much. You just have to, like, give a little bit of attention to these kids and that's okay. Like, a lot of them aren't going to fail. It's just a matter of they're just having, like, an issues with something that just and needs to be addressed a certain way. Do you know what to you? I've noticed of recent, while still working with kids, that them kids that are that annoy everyone, annoy everyone. So there's probably no one in their life that gives them the time of day. They probably have little social life, family just leave them to go and sit on iPad and PlayStation and just do whatever. There's no development in their life. There's it's no one actually attention. giving, yeah. giving them deficit. anything. Do you get what I'm saying? So I feel like, do you know what? Big up, big up people like you, man. Big up people like you. Because you know what? They ain't getting development anywhere else. There's no one else believing in them. Do you get what I'm saying? So you might be that one teacher. You might have done that one little tiny thing 20 years down the line. Oh, I wonder where Miss Aisha is now. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? I was actually just thinking that. Would you go back to the schools that you've worked at and do maybe like a baking workshop? Or do you have like, have you ever thought about doing anything in the community with Aisha's um, oven? Yeah, so I have done, I have thought about the baking workshop. Um, I think I would do it. I think I would do it in schools, but only like if I feel like they're going to let me do things the way that I would like to do it. Um, I feel school curriculum is all right, but I just feel like not everything works for everyone. Mm. So I would, I would rather do the workshop the way that I would like to do it and what makes it easy for me and the way that I feel like the kids will enjoy it, as opposed to them probably just telling me like, okay, cool, this is what you want, but this is what you need to make and this is how you should make it. Um, I would do it that way. I'll probably do it privately first. I've done some like privately, like with, um, I mean, it's only family members, but just for like the experience of having workshop with kids and stuff, it was fun. Like, I definitely would. It's something that I mm. would definitely do. Would you do that for youth clubs? Yeah. Chat to me, man. I <laughs> Chat to me, man. No, what has been the transition into tech? What are you doing in tech, and how you've been finding it? Um. So I done. I did the career change a few months ago. It was just very random. Like, um, the school that I worked at, I just felt like they weren't. I wasn't able to do what I wanted to do the way like I was able to help the kids in a way that I felt like was necessary um, because of resources and stuff so I just got frustrated 
and I just decided like you know what I'm gonna um, just apply for every job that has nothing to do with my course so I did that and then I got um, an interview by a tech company and I actually went in for a I was like an IT tech position um, but in the interview they were like oh I think I scored highly basically in their like recruitment scoring system so they basically offered me to do like they were like oh um, I think you'd be good at being a business analyst so I didn't actually know what that was until that moment um, but I heard like with better money so I was like yeah okay let's 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 go for it then I researched it um, I like enjoyed it did my training and it's just been really fun like so what does a business it. analyst do um, well mine's like tech related so um, it will be a business owner would like have an issue or like a solution. I mean, they either have a problem that they want to solve or they have like an achievement they want to get to. Um, and they basically come to us, they're like, okay, cool, this is the issue or this is what we want to achieve. And then we come up with like different solutions and how they can get there. But obviously, because we're like tech related, it'll probably be to, to do with apps or to do with any something to do with tech. And then um, we we show them the like solutions like what do you want to do they pick one then we just end it off like okay cool if it's a thing where it techs need to make something we'll just be like yeah so this is what you don't need to make they'll do their own thing then we test it run it see if it works when it does work and whenever like it's sorted we just bring it back to the beat like business owner and then like okay cool and then yeah and how do you find it um i love it i really don't love it i feel like um, I get paid more to do less. <laughs> um, I also feel like it allows me to actually be creative in a in a job. I feel like um, I used to depend on like cakes to be my creative side or like my personal life to be my creative side. Mm-hmm. But now it's like I can be creative while at work because I can literally come up with solutions like anything. It can be as silly or, or as wild as it is, but I can come up with any solutions and then that can be used. Okay. So I really love it. I feel like it's really enjoyable. No, that's it. Do you think you'll be staying in that sector for a while? Um... Y- I mean, maybe not this particular job, mm-hmm. but I feel like I would uh, move around within tech. I think That's tech good. is like a really nice place or nice field to be in right now. Um, so I feel like I'd probably move around in there. Like I have looked at other things like um, project management and um, scrum masters and stuff like that. So I feel like I would like to eventually over time get into those stuff. And then from there, I do have plans to like, I have plans to do with tech that still relate to the kids at the schools. Mm-hmm. So hopefully I would learn enough from my workplace where I can put that into action and then get places. So, yeah. No, that's sick. Yeah. That's a massive, massive congratulations, man. I hope that that journey goes well. Thank you. Come on, fingers crossed. Yeah, man. Aisha, it's been an absolute pleasure having you. Pleasure's been mine. Thank you. It's been a, it's been great hearing <laughs> about Aisha's oven, everything more. Um, <laughs> hearing about the journey there. Mm-hmm. Um listen people them go make some orders man yeah Yeah? and i didn't say order i said orders yeah all right yeah some (laughs) some cupcakes some cakes some brownies some cookies some cheesecakes something yeah multiple yeah all right it's easier to place your orders through instagram Mm -hmm. um yeah all the details will be in the description man don't worry man 100 percent. aisha thank you so much for blessing dice down with your with your presence Thank you, man. (laughs) It's been Kay. It's been Aisha. We out. In the cut.